You are listening to the Quest for Wholeness podcast, a biopsychosocial spiritual guide. If you're interested in the human experience, health, wholeness, and how everything is interconnected, then you are in the right place. In this show, we will explore the interconnected realms of health that lead to whole human beings. My name is Lexi Burtz, and I'm passionate about holistic well-being, longevity, and I'm armed with an education in psychology. I'm so grateful to have you here with me. Welcome to a Quest for Wholeness podcast. Coming up on a Quest for Wholeness podcast. Millennials know, just understand the actual boundaries of work. And the older generation thought the harder you work, the more you put in, the more time you were there, the more somebody would recognize that you are a hard worker and will promote you to a higher level so you have more success and you can move on in your career. And I think enough generations have realized that um, that doesn't actually happen. You just keep getting more work and you keep burning out and those promotions don't always come. So I think this millennial generation is just like, we've seen it. We know what the boundaries are and no, we are not going to work on the weekend. From a young age, Braden's parents instilled in him the principle that pursuing one's passions can lead to financial success. This fundamental belief has significantly shaped Braden's journey, guiding him from the exploration of personal inspiration to finding ways to monetize his interests. Over the years, Braden has successfully attained his dream job on multiple occasions, garnering valuable insights into transforming unique passions and interests into lucrative and gratifying professions. Committed to facilitating transformative conversations, his approach involves identifying the distinctive strengths in individuals and exploring how these strengths can contribute to making the world a better place. In his role as CEO at Amplify You, Braden Ricketts leads the Boutique Podcast Accelerator and management firm. There, he assists high-frequency entrepreneurs in leveraging the podcasting platform to realize their dream job and turn their passion into a profitable endeavor. Braden is my current boss at Amplify You. A few years ago, I was working a summer job for a charity called Build a Biz Kids, which teaches children entrepreneurial skills. My boss there was impressed with the work that I did over the summer and referred me to Amplify You to work with Michelle, Brayden's sister and former owner of Amplify You. Once I started working for Amplify You, I found out that Brayden had actually co-founded Build a Biz Kids, and it was so cool to come from a space that he had created into another space he was working in. Recently, he took over ownership of Amplify You, and I'm thrilled to be on his team. It's a pleasure to work with someone like Brayden. Also, he deserves a shout out for supporting me in creating this podcast as he's asked me for the past year, when are you going to start a podcast? So for all your support, insight, and guidance, thank you, Brayden. You may be wondering how this topic is even related to holistic health. We may not even realize it, but the goals that we set for ourselves, the approach we take to work, and how we navigate a demanding job in our personal life all impact our health. By addressing our relationship with work, increasing mindfulness, prioritizing stress reduction, and finding our own definition of success, we're building our own mental pillars of health that will influence our physical, spiritual, and social health. Here we go with Brayden Ricketts. 
All right, Brayden, let's just jump right into this. So you have a background in employment counseling and you've worked with a lot of people. Uh, your job was to get them a paycheck. So I want to hear a little bit about your experience working with people and some takeaways that you 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 got from those experiences. Oh, awesome. So yeah, as an employment counselor for many years, the starting point was always the resume. And for one, people had a really hard time outlining how their experience helped them qualify to do something new. They were always talking about how they did that old thing. And then in the attempt to fit into the new role, the new opportunity, they were exactly doing that, trying to fit in, trying to put themselves into the box of the role that they were applying for to say, I'm here, I can do this. What I found was the people who were trying to pursue their own idea of success, um, they usually had an entrepreneurial mindset. They were crafting a position around their skill set rather than trying to fit into a skill set that was defined by a job description. And so I really leaned into those people who were creating their own roles and found myself aligned with the entrepreneur mindset, uh, so much so that we started a charity supporting children in developing that entrepreneurial mindset. And now I work with entrepreneurs who are utilizing podcasting as a platform to share their genius and their uniqueness um, and broadcast it to help create that authority and influence around their business. That's amazing. Yeah, I think I heard a couple of things in there I want to touch on. But the first thing is that entrepreneurial mindset that you mentioned and that you aligned with. Could you share a little bit about what that looked like in these people that were coming to you for support? Yeah, absolutely. So to me, the entrepreneurial mindset is one that sees problems as opportunities. And those are opportunities to create a solution, a solution that maybe more than just they need, the rest of the world might need that solution. So that solution then becomes a product or a service. So it's the people that see opportunities around them. The other side of that is the resilience and the ability to power through when they come up against resistance. So when we did the children's charity, one of my favorite key features is when they went to market, it was a public market, not just in their school gymnasium, but they were out in the public. So random people off the street would come in, look at their table, shake their head, say something rude and walk away. That's tough for a child seven to 12 years old, but that's the real world. They are seeing that not everybody is a cheerleader of theirs. And to be able to face that and not react negatively to move on to the next person and continue and pursue their goal um, is a skill set they don't always learn at a young age. And I thought that was something very important to help them carry through with their success. Certainly. And especially in uh, the business or professional world, but also in their internal world, um, because things aren't always easy and, and building resilience is a, is a key to moving forward to, you know, those goals you've set out for yourself too. So, yeah, I'm just thinking about how that also ties into their their personal world rather than just kind of learning from that business place. Yeah. And, you know, hearing no isn't the end of the conversation. So, mm. you know, as a kid, you hear no, you're like, OK, I guess that's it. But if you can find a workaround, if you can negotiate, if you can find a different approach, uh, you might find the success you were looking for. It just might take a different path. And I think entrepreneurs with that mindset of there's always a way to my goal. It might not be this path because I felt that resistance, it could be over here on this side. So you've brought up success a couple different times. And I think that's a great place to dive into a little bit more too, because as you mentioned, when people were coming to you to find employment and find a job, you kind of have to jump on board with some companies to get a job in the first place, right? Maybe yeah. subscribe to their idea of success or their goals. So 
let's talk a little bit about that. How how do you even start to identify what is your idea of success when we're sold something very different in society? Ooh. Well, I'm glad you even asked the question because that was going to be my answer is that you have to define what success means for you. And so with a few podcasters that I've had uh, conversations with over the past week, they come to us wondering, you know, about their show growth and the number of downloads, the number of listeners, and why is my show not bringing in money? And I have to remind them that the success that they're looking for is based off of their own definitions. And so if they just want to have listeners, well, then there's a whole different strategy than those that want to utilize their show to bring in business and generate revenue through clients, uh, because you can use your show for networking rather than just broadcasting and advertising, right? Um, so starting with what success means to you on a personal foundational level, and then the opportunities that you move into, do they move you towards that definition of success or do they move you away from that? It's a very simple metric once you know what success looks like for you on a personal level. And I think that's, uh, you know, personally in my own life right now, I'm kind of realizing when you're pursuing what you're in alignment with, there's a lot less resistance as well. And it's like the less resistance, these things seem to to come more more smoothly, really. I think you're you're highlighting the fact that these avenues to success, these opportunities are always around you. But it's not until you have a clear idea of the direction you're going where you start to see those doors open. Because if you're not clear on where you're going, those you don't recognize those paths, those opportunities that are there. And yes, as soon as you start your progress in any one of those directions, it's almost like there's a conspiring of influence and people and things that just come into your world that keep leading you down that same path towards the goal that you've already defined. So that's all fine and dandy, right? Let's find our own definition of success, right? Just pursue what your goals are and it will come to you. That's great in theory, right? So I guess I would love to hear about how do we start to identify these things, these values, these inner goals or business goals and and start to move towards that because i think that's the challenging piece is that awareness of what really you want and not what you're being told you want are you asking me how to do, to define your inner guidance <laughs> oh my goodness yeah well um easy questions on this show lexi um <laughs> Personally, again, finding your own style, but I am a processor. So, and I have to write things out. If I don't have a, I broke my thumb this summer and I was unable to write. But for me, my mental health is journaling. It's writing things out on a piece of paper. And I saw how my mental health deteriorated without the ability to write down my thoughts and ideas. Cause I get stuck in my head and it's a bit of a, feels like a tornado that's in there. All the ideas, all the opportunities, everything that's going on in my world is just flying around. If I don't take the time to sit down and write out what's happening in my brain, <laughs> I call it just the brain drain, right? I have to, or a brain dump, just let it free flow, get it out onto paper. What it does is it seems to organize the thoughts that are coming out of my head. And then I can have more clarity to focus on what might be more important to me. As I continue to write, I find that I'm leaning usually into a direction of uh, what's important to me. 
they, my thoughts and ideas keep leaning into a pursuit, uh, keep leaning into a concept or an idea that I've been struggling with. So to answer your question, I have to journal, I have to write. Um, if I write out what I'm just thinking about, I'll start to notice patterns. And on a daily basis, my thoughts keep going in the same direction. And do I like the direction that they're going? Beyond that, um, I'm a huge fan of meditating. I do it daily. Um, if I could do it all day, I would. <laughs> There's something about having no thoughts that is just the most peaceful place for me to be. And once you have that separation from the stress and anxiety of everything else that's going on, and I've written out what's important to me, those two tend to be my balance um, that allows me to have clarity on direction and focus and know that I'm putting my attention into the right direction. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I can relate on so many levels, especially that brain spiraling. Also, I need to I need to get things out tangibly on a piece of paper. And whether that's throwing that paper away after, maybe ripping it up, maybe lighting it on fire sometimes too, just to get it out of my brain. Yeah. But um, yeah, there, like it's, so what I'm hearing is this processing of kind of your internal state and letting that kind of guide you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we're surrounded by influence all day long, right? We're taking things in that we don't realize we're taking in um, and keeping track of what's yours and what's not yours, what's important, what's not important, I think is helpful um, because each one of those things are influencing the next decision that we make. And if you're not making a decision from what's important to you, then you're going to find yourself in a direction you don't really want to go. Mm. So... I want to talk a little bit about that more, but first I would love to have you share a little bit about Amplify You. So as our listeners will know, uh, my friends and family that I work for Amplify You with Brayden, and um, we've been working together for over a year and a half now. And uh, yeah, I would just love for you to share what we do. Amazing. So we help broadcast genius into the world. So we believe that the the world's a better place when people are broadcasting from a place of their unique genius, um, what drives their passion. And so way back in 2013, my sister, Michelle, uh, was doing online business consulting. And that's when she came across podcasting as one more platform to support entrepreneurs with sharing their message and their mission. By 2018, we realized that nobody else was supporting people with podcasts. And so we decided to go all in. Uh, we started to amplify you and launched our first launcher podcast program. Uh, we had some amazing people come in that gave us the indication that we were on the right path. These people were from worlds that we had wanted to access. They were people who were, uh, working with high level influencers that we had dreamed to work with. And. From there, we found that we were attracting a lot of like-minded individuals who usually are coaches, counselors, practitioners, speakers, authors that have a mission that they believe is going to make the world a better place. So through podcasting, we support them in crafting their message and building out their show so that not only does it share their message with the world, but it also acts as a networking tool, as a um, opportunity to connect with the people they want to connect with and to bring the right clients into their world. So we support people in everything from idea to iTunes and getting their show put together. And then we do the management so they can focus solely on recording 
what message they want to put out to the world. And then we take care of the rest. We take those recordings, we edit, we produce, we publish, and we syndicate across all the different platforms so that they are everywhere from only having sat at home and pressed record on their computer. We also produce the social media assets so that they can promote those episodes and again, extend their reach out there and bring people back into their world. Amazing. Our community is so cool. Just the people that are hyped about what we're doing, make it that much better to even be doing this stuff. And hearing you talk about, you know, the services we provide and, and the podcasting, the technical side of it, I think sitting in sales calls and meetings with you, you have a really great skill of seeing a person and, and amplifying their voice and their message and making sure it's in alignment with them. So I would love to have you talk a little bit about that because I think it's one of your, your superpowers. Well, thank you. That's I'm honored to hear that. Um, I actually found myself this weekend telling somebody that, that my superpower is listening to you and reflecting back to you, the genius that I just heard. And it's really the most fun that I have. Um, somebody at, at dinner was talking about how he was promoted to president of this ginormous martial art. Um, one of the biggest players in martial arts, and he was promoted to president of the association and people were asking like, you know, why didn't the other guy continue on as president? Why are you as here as president? And just based on his conversation with me, I said, well, I could tell from your skill set and what you're talking about is that you're the next level guy. And his mind just went, boom. He goes, oh my God, I'm pointing that on my LinkedIn profile. Next level guy. <laughs> I'm the, I'm not the guy that gets us to this point. I'm the guy that takes us from this point to the next point. And to me, that's just because I'm a summary person. I'm, I love listening. I love taking in all the information. And if I can just share back what I've heard, um, some people tend to really appreciate what I'm saying back in return. They don't hear themselves. They don't hear their own genius. They don't hear how unique and brilliant they are. So if my reflection back to them gives them a little insight as to how valuable their points are, um, then I think that they're then feeling more confident to go and share that with the rest of the world. Absolutely. And I think that's the thing, right? When you're in it all the time, it's really hard to see clearly what you're doing, what amazing skills you have, or or really even the branding, right? It can be really hard to see the branding for yourself. But when you have somebody outside of it, and you're conveying that information, it can be a lot easier um, to have somebody in that place for you. You're absolutely right. Yeah, like we're all mirrors or reflections for each other, right? Um, I went to wellness college as a, as a young, as a young man. And one of the things that, you know, stuck with me was that law of light and reflection, which is basically the things about you that I find amazing are things that I appreciate about myself, but also the things about you that might drive me a little crazy are the same things that I'm not willing to accept about myself. And so we see those things in others and we don't actually acknowledge or recognize them unless they're within us. So knowing I always thought it was a little egotistical to see genius and brilliance and everybody around me. <laughs> um, but that's better than looking at all the negatives that are out there and uh, taking them on as my own too. Definitely. Definitely. So that was the next place I was going to go as well is um, yes. Yeah, so you have a background in health and wellness counseling. So how, how does that inform what you're doing today? Well, I think the, basis of the health and wellness counseling was to be a good listener. 
And, you know, being a fan of podcasts before working industry was all about listening and picking up what people were putting down. So from a basis, yeah, I'm a good listener. Um, I enjoy listening and I like implementing what I'm learning. And so to be able to have the conversations with these people um, on what I'm hearing them say and, and reflecting it back to them, it definitely feels like I'm utilizing the skill set that came from coaching and counseling. There's a questioning, um, the line of questioning that goes in counseling that, you know, we've all heard, like, how does that make you feel? Or uh, <laughs> what does that mean to you? And, you know, I think we've heard enough of those that we tar- start to turn away and, you know, we deflect those questions because we're like, oh, somebody's trying to get into my head and they're trying to counsel me. So I think there's different ways of approaching the questions. And this is where having an interview uh, on a podcast is really fun because you're extracting information. You're trying to get people to open up and share. But what line of questions are you using? How do you build that rapport? How do you have a a really good connection with them where they feel safe and comfortable to open up and share with you. So it all comes into um, the same line of work that we're doing. Ultimately, I'm just trying to have conversations with people about how they want to inspire and change the world. If you had asked me three years ago, um, that was my goal was to create a career where I could travel the world and have conversations with people about the difference they want to make. And literally I just came back from two trips where that's exactly what we did. And you know, finding your dream job is, is a pretty exciting thing. Definitely, definitely. And we were just chatting about this before we hit record too, but the pursuit of the goal versus achieving the goal. We have this misconception, I would say, that the goal is the end all be all. But could you talk a little bit about the journey to those goals? Absolutely. That's everything is the journey to that goal. So uh, the quote we were talking about was Sean Aker, and he studied happiness. He actually teaches happiness. I think it's at Harvard. Um, and his definition is happiness is the joy you feel in the pursuit of a potential. And so hopefully the audience recognizes that when they have a goal and their actions are leading them towards the achievement of that goal, that's when we feel most alive because we feel growth. We feel progress. We feel expansion, right? We're more than we were yesterday because we're taking steps further towards that thing we desire. Coming up with that goal. um, This is where that definition of success is really important because in what you're pursuing, you want to ensure that you're not pursuing a dead end, (laughs) I don't mean dead end like you're going to hit a brick wall and have to turn around. What I mean is that you're not putting your happiness and your joy in the attainment of the goal, but the pursuit of it and who you become in the attainment of the goal, because you have to develop your skill set. You have to develop your mindset and you have to become somebody different than you are today in order to be and have that thing you want. Um, 
what I've seen is a lot of people grew up with the definition of having a million dollars as success. So that's what they pursued. But they chose avenues to pursue that that would get them there fastest. And those avenues were not fulfilling their soul. They were grinding it out. You know, they're hustling. They're doing things they don't want to do. But that's because they saw the goal, that end result, as the thing that would solve all of their sadness or disappointment or fears. (laughs) What happens is they achieve that million dollars and realize, okay, I didn't enjoy the process of getting here. Um, I'm here and I'm still feeling like I need something more. I'm not satisfied. What am I supposed to do next? Maybe it's more money. So they continue and they, and they go. Um, but if your definition of success has more to do with how you feel with more about, um, who you're influencing, who you're surrounded by, then you can continue to grow in that way without an end result. But the continued growth is where you are going to feel that fulfillment. Because when you look back and you realize that I've come from point A to point B and how far I've grown, how much I've expanded, that's the real juice that is going to keep fulfilling you with excitement and, you know, wanting to pursue more. Absolutely. And what I'm hearing too is, is a piece of that kind of fits into the entrepreneurial mindset, right? Of identifying your own definition of success and seeing obstacles as things to overcome and, and opportunity to kind of flex your creative muscles in that process as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I believe that we don't have to work to survive. I believe that um, the world would be amazing if we were all chasing something that we're curious about, something that we're passionate about and finding ways that that serves other people. And I don't know how that answered your question, but it felt like the right thing to say. No. And I, I think you're, I think you're right too. Um, kind of the basis where we're coming from of this show too, is to show how all these different pieces of ourselves, of our communities, of our world, of our experiences are interconnected too. And if we can kind of identify that and leverage that, that that will ultimately lead to more fulfillment. And I think work and life, because we can't escape work, unfortunately, but if you can find joy and fulfillment in that, that's pretty yeah. cool life. And, and I don't mean to, to say that being an employee is, is not a path to, to joy and success. Um, I think if you find roles that utilize the skills that you want to use, of course, that's an amazing opportunity, but also recognizing that maybe if you have a bigger goal beyond that employment, but that employment serves you on the path, it allows you the freedom to do these things in your free time. Is it just having a perspective of what this role does for you in your goals? Yeah, thanks for bringing that up because that's, I think that's important too. What we're talking about, kind of the entrepreneurial spirit and these sort of things. But if there's something that is working for you and you feel aligned with whatever that may be, this is just what we're talking about. That is your definition of success. And that may look very different from somebody else's. Yeah. The, I mean, for some people, that definition of success is the, the freedom to take the vacations a couple times a year. Right. And if that role um, is allowing you that time, that freedom and the finances to be able to take those trips, that could be enough for you. Right. Um, as long as I, you know, I just advocate that that role itself also serves some part of your purpose as well. It's not just for the finances to be able to do the trip. 
And I feel like this might be kind of a more new age or newer generation um, belief and priority for some people that there should be some level of fulfillment in your work because the average person spends 40 hours a week at their jobs. But we both know when you leave work, that doesn't mean you're done with work. It can come with you. So I think there's this kind of notion with older generations that work is work and you actually don't need to enjoy it, but it's just what you do for money. But my God, that takes up a lot of your time. <laughs> you know, there's there's all kinds of the memes and jokes on across the interwebs about millennials not working as hard as the <laughs> previous generation, right? And I saw a really good definition the other day that was saying millennials know, just understand the actual boundaries of work. And the older generation thought the harder you work, the more you put in, the more time you were there, the more somebody would recognize that you are a hard worker and will promote you to a higher level so you have more success and you can move on in your career. And I think enough generations have realized that um, that doesn't actually happen. You just keep getting more work and you keep burning out and those promotions don't always come. So I think this millennial generation is just like, we've seen it. We know what the boundaries are and no, we're not going to work on the weekend. And yeah, some generations think that's not acceptable. Yeah. And I think there's this interesting divide with the, Um, you know, those older generations working with these younger generations. And I was just having a conversation with my sister who, you know, likely she's being taken advantage of by a corporate company who doesn't really care how much work she's putting in, but she cares because she values her time and wants to do good. But, you know, it's, it's coming up to how, how is this serving you? Right. And you can still show up and do your job, but you're actually not required to do anything more than that, especially if it's harmful or detrimental to you as well. Absolutely. Yeah. I just had a friend who had to take a month off of work because they were unable to focus on their own personal health while they were focused so much on the goals and the timelines and the deadlines that were happening within their employment. There was so much pressure put on getting tasks done that it was taking work home at five o'clock and working till midnight and then going in early to get things prepared for the day. Um, so focused on the work side of things that their health started to take a back seat and they lost some of the ability to function because their systems began to shut down. And so they needed to separate. And that's not something you ever want to see people go through um, health challenges based off of the work load that they're, they're taking on personally. Absolutely. And if you think about that efficiency from the employer standpoint, I know, as you know, I really like being efficient and I value being efficient. However, I I know you do since you're my boss, (laughs) but I've realized, and I think this is a theme that we've illuminated a couple times. Sometimes when you take a break and you have that space the time that you're putting in is easier. It's flowing better. And you're actually more efficient because you've taken that space to kind of catch up and then focus again. Yeah. And and I think that's just taking one step out of that chaos. So the same as, as journaling is like, you feel like sometimes you're in a storm, right? And there's just like to-do lists, there's uh, deadlines, there's just things all around you and everything's a priority. And where do I start? Everything has to get done right now. 
if you take a step back and again, look at the overall picture, what's most important, what are my values, where, what direction do I want to go? Those things start to become a little more clear as to, okay, that one can wait two days. This one needs to be done right now. Um, yeah, you're absolutely right. Taking a step out. And I think it was Einstein who, who said his best work came after a nap. Right. If he took a nap in the middle of the day, it gave his brain the relaxation and the space to find solutions that he couldn't when he was pushing it to try and find those solutions while awake. And again, all nice and dandy, but it is a privilege to one work in a space or be in a space where where you're encouraged to take that space and step back Um, and two. It's not easy. This is not easy stuff we're talking about self-awareness and, and taking a step back and, and really calming yourself to identify your next steps forward is, is a skill. Yeah. I'm sure you had experiences going through school. I mean, school and work at the same time. How did you manage those conflicting priorities and attention and demands on your time? Well, not well sometimes, I'll be honest. But yeah, yeah, for me, a lot of it's writing and um, putting it out on paper. And sometimes I would have a list of 20 different tasks that needed to be done. And I would go through them and start with, okay, what's number one here? I still actually operate that way. If I have a lot of things going on, I'll go through and number it. And then, okay, this needs to get done today. We'll do that today. And then the rest will be plugged into the rest of the week. And then of course, more get ta- more tasks get added in as the week goes, but then it's just giving that space to reevaluate before you're jumping into the work, right? Because then you're clear and you understand what you're doing in that time. Yeah, there's a lot of um, talk around how you start your day. You know, everybody's got their morning routine, it sets you up for success. I think there's there's one piece that has really served me lately, which is instead of just having a to-do list, I have an intention list and I look mm-hmm. at all the meetings and things that need to get done in the day and I write out how I want those things to come to fruition. So I have this meeting coming up at the end of the day. And instead of um, a tangible goal, I look at, okay, how do I want to feel when I come out of that meeting? I want to feel like we've had a good connection, that we've found a solution, and that we've got progress going forward. And just going into the meeting with those as my goals, as my intention, um, changes the whole dynamic of that meeting. And I think you can do the same with your approach to work tasks, right? Because when we start our day and we look at the things we have to do, sometimes we go into the negative space of, oh, that's going to be a grind. That's going to be stressful. That's going to wear me out. Well, when you go into it with that mindset, that's exactly what's going to happen. If you go into it with, oh, okay, so this might not be easy, but at the end of this, I'm going to feel relieved that it's done. Then you are moving through towards that feeling of relief. And then that has some motivation and inspiration to it as well to get your tasks done. I love that. I think I'm going to give that a try, actually, now that you brought that up. (laughs) So as we're wrapping up here, um, a question that we're going to be asking all of our guests, what piece of wisdom can you offer our listeners as they embark on their quest for wholeness? Well, love that you have a signature question. I can't wait for the book that that comes along. (laughs) Uh, It's one of my favorite pieces of advice. Become the expert in this one question. And what is my contribution? Well, I mean, back to the very beginning, I would say, you know, have a clear definition of what success looks like for you. And then 
be unapologetic in pursuing the things that fuel you. Um, instead of trying to be an expert, be uh, the most curious person in the room. Pursue a question and get excited about how that question can help you make a difference and um, serve not only your own financial gains, but serve the people around you. I love that, especially the unapologetic piece, too, because that's, uh, again, also a skill, too. Um, if anyone has any questions for you or they want to learn more about your services, <laughs> where, where can they connect with you? Yeah. So the first place to really see anything about us is AmplifyYouNetwork.com. So this is where you're going to see all the shows that we work with. And then there's a book a call, uh, which is the opportunity to come jump on a 15-minute session with me and see if there's alignment and possibilities of working together. Thank you for joining me on this adventure today. If you're interested in learning more about holistic health or have topics that you'd like to hear on the show, connect with me over on Instagram at Quest for Wholeness Podcast. That's all one word, Quest for Wholeness Podcast. I'll see you next time to continue our shared quest for wholeness.